podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. We are here. This is a View from the Bridge, official podcast of the Belfast Giants for Kingdom of the Giants.com. <clears throat> Today's Tuesday, the 19th of April, 2022. It's, uh, this is gone, 21.36pm. Oh, oh. We're live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. You can also download us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor FM, and a load of your normal podcast providers. On, uh, on this week's show, well, the regular season is over. The playoffs loom large. And the first of two new banners, at least, now hang in the SSE Arena. And we hope we can add a third in the next couple of weeks. Um, we're going to look back on the regular season with the games against Sheffield and Coventry. We'll hear from Max Stewart, Rob Stewart, Tyler Beskarwani, and Adam Keefe. And the fan agenda is with Scott Conway. He'll be here in around 25 minutes to half an hour. Uh, we'll, he'll be taking your questions live. And uh, we'll also be looking, of course, at a few pieces of news from right around the Elite League before we look ahead to the games against the Coventry Blaze in the quarterfinal of the playoffs. playoffs. Um, If you're watching us live on Facebook or YouTube, send us your thoughts, comments, questions. Big hello to all the Manchester United fans out there. Hope you're having a great night. Um, Davey, how are you doing? Don't even know what the score is, Paddy. Haven't tuned in. I've been busy prepping for the podcast, probably just as well, by your smug grin. Yeah, it's one, it's one of those smug grins. Absolutely, it's one of those smug grins. And uh, Mr. Kitchen, you're, you you're, keep well? You're a quite, you're quite an unlikable chap at times. I am. I am. So, so my wife tells me. Quite a bit. Some people, some people would call you an arsehole, but I wouldn't. No, <laughs> you wouldn't. You wouldn't not. dare, man. You wouldn't dare. Simon, how are you doing? I'm all right. Yeah. The um, it's as Davy says, it's always good to get a few quid up on the bets and man united our crap. <laughs> so it's uh, really are. all rosy in the garden. Yeah, Joel, keep him well. Yes, mate. Good to see you uh, for what is one of the last kind of couple now. I guess we're down to after this, what two more shows? It's two crazy. More it's, shows, yeah. It's, it's like been that. a it's been a long, long season, two but it's shows. also flown past. So yeah, let's just enjoy the run in here. This is show number thirty-two of the seventeenth season of A View from the Bridge, and we've only got a couple more left. As I said, we get we are on the cusp of the playoffs. But before we do that, we're going to cover, of course, the games that took place at the weekend that closed out the regular season of the Elite League Championship, one that was very successful for your yeah. Belfast Giants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, Stevie. And uh, I'm not. Um, <laughs> let's, uh, let's, uh, let's start with that game that took place on Friday night against the Sheffield Steelers. <laughs> Another banner in the rafters at the SSE Arena. Your 2021-22 Premier Sports Challenge Cup champions. Back off the wall to the blue line. Shot from distance by Sam Ruyop. Cycles it down over Murphy now. Murphy. Murphy breaks it out front. Lake trying to get a bit of speed. Shot coming in. It's in. Ben Lake with a hesitant play, heads up, just looking that pass, put it on the tape for Schneider Doggett, a 
and the Giants are 1-0 up. So glad that Soy starts it forward, Boucher, Boucher, he's in all alone, takes a shot, good save, it's in! Initial save by Stoyanovic! Jordan Boucher gets a puck block on that occasion, 4.42 to go in the second, and the Giants take the lead again, it's 2-1. Backdoor, shot coming in. Yes, Our play goal, 3-2 Belfast. Superb parlay goal there for the Stanley Belfast Giants. Moving the puck superbly well, finished off by Lewis Hook. Sorry, Lewis in with Boucher, which a break shot. Comes across the top of the circle, a little dish from Mark Lawson, it's Mark Larson. Larson looking for a tip inside the head. He's got his goal! His first professional goal for Max Good! The Belfast Giants extend their lead to 4-2! Center ice at the home of the Belfast Giants, the SSE Arena. What a moment for all of these players. What a moment for this packed out SSE Arena. Fantastic. And uh, what a weekend, what a game it was for the Belfast Giants to be able to hang that banner <coughs> of the Challenge Cup up in the arena. It was a 5-4 win for your Belfast Giants. The goals come from Slater Doggett, Jordan Boucher, Lewis Hook, Mac Stewart with his first professional goal, and uh, Jordan Boucher with the the, uh, the final goal of the game. For the uh, Sheffield Steelers, Mark Valorand scoring in a dead rubber. Uh, Rob Robert Dowd, Tyre Eberle, and Dowd, who scored the fourth. Uh, with regards to the goalkeepers, Jackson Whistle played 50 minutes, 31 shots against, two goals against. Andrew Dixon played the remaining 12 minutes. 11 shots against, two goals against. Rock Stanovich, 34 shots against, five goals against. And your referees were Tom Perring and Andrew Dalton. David, um, mm. your assessment of this game? I think it's fair to say that the Belfast Giants don't do dead rubbers. Um, I think that some of the effort levels put in by various players on the night was uh, very intense. They wanted to get that win. You don't want to, you don't ever want to, a, a team to come into your barn and beat you. And, uh, okay, that's the night was a lot about... Where we were able to rest a few players, uh, Coop sat out, Griff sat out, 
and it was all about the young lads. And, and I think Simon at the start of Giants Live TV referenced that it was perhaps the first time we'd ever started a six of all British talent. And that's what they were. They're talented boys. And, uh, you know, I, I guess the, the big the big thing of the night was Max Stewart's goal, you know, and I'm, I'm sure we'll come on that. But I, I thought in, in terms of the game, you know, I think Kale maybe had about 15 minutes, Mac and Mac and Carter about 10 minutes each. So they got regular shifts and they did what they had to do and they put their bodies about. And, you know, it, it was interesting in the lineup. You've seen them in the lineup and I, this isn't disparaging towards them. They're still, they're still growing, you know, still a lot of <coughs> development and stuff to do, but great for them to get in and get ice time that, you know, Simon will know better than anybody how many hours of practice or how many days of practice they've even missed over the season, let alone been at. You know, probably a handful here and there. They've, they've committed. They've done their SNL stuff when they haven't been with the Giants. And and Kale's obviously went and won, won uh, stuff with uh, Solway and, and possibly more to come as well. And he, and he wants that. In terms of the game, yeah, wasn't that bothered one way or the other in terms of you wanted to get through it whole. You wanted to get through it without injuries. And I think that's the one thing that... Coming out this weekend, Simon probably again will know better than most if we've came out whole. But in terms of getting out of those banana skins, didn't need the didn't need the points, didn't matter a jot. But to get those guys blooded on the ice and get them a lot of shifts, twenty odd shifts, I think uh, Kel had. So in terms of getting the ice time and, and getting through it with without injuries was the key key thing for me on the night. I think that's right, isn't it? Says it's like uh, the notes I've written here are more or less keep have keep healthy, dead rubber game, nothing, and keep healthy. Few bodies have been rested for this game, and it will come to the, the Coventry game as well. But getting through it was uh, was was the first thing. Getting through it with a win, secondary, but we got both. Yeah, I mean, as I say, when you leave talent out of the lineup, like Griff, and obviously Rainer was hurt, Besco rested for a couple of weekend games. Um, Coops obviously joined me in. And Jan's TV, but you know the, the kids did really, really well. I thought Kel. If you look back at the first and second game that, that Jan's played with Kel back in uh, October with in Fife, okay, and they only got a couple of shifts. But look at the difference in them between then and now. It's it's off the charts. I mean, the kid has done so so well, Mac as well. And when you play with better players, it doesn't make a difference what sport you play. When you play with better players, you get better. Mac and Kel have up opportunity to, to practice more or less every single day with the guys the whole, whole way through the, the season. Carter, you know, has been called in when the bodies have been low and, and he didn't let himself down the weekend. I thought the, yeah. the three of them did really, really well. But as a defenseman watching Kel and, and, and watching the way he's playing the game and his positioning, just, you know, lining up. Who was one guy that really stood out for me on Saturday night? Sorry. Friday night against the Dears, wasn't Friday it? Friday night. One Friday. guy that really stood out for me was, was Jeff Bond. You know, Jeff's yeah. only 25, 26, but he First had a lot of ice time alongside young Kel. And, and he was, you know, he was basically just talking him the whole way through the game. I, I chatted with him afterwards, and, and he said, you know, it's, it's all about bringing the kids. I've been there before. I've, I've wanted to play that many minutes. At, I think Davey touched on about 14 or 15 minutes for Kel. Uh, and then yeah. he went away the weekend to play in, in Solway and, and absolutely hammered Nottingham. There you go, Debbie, just to let you know. But, you know, again, Mac and Kel, Mac and Carter, sorry, did really well up front. When you got the game come back to 4-4, the ice time was sort of limited then because, again, Adam doesn't want to lose. It's, it's that simple. The guys want to win. They're winning, winning big success. And you just want to keep on getting those Ws on the board. And, and you beat Sheffield two games last weekend. You come in here. They're missing a couple of bodies as well in fairness. But um, I thought the performance was really well. 
Um, okay, it was the first period was a bit of a, a damn squid. There's no, there wasn't much happening until we got that goal when when Laker put it on our plate for dogs. Great, you know, heads up play by Ben Lake as per normal. And second one, second period, Stoyanovic should have had that. Shouldn't have get boost that near post and you know going up over him and and, and getting the, the second goal. We we did what we had to do. We came out with the two points. But as Davey said, the, the big moment tonight was actually there was two. Matt getting his goal and Deco coming on. Um, you know, we get 10 minutes for Deco as well, coming into playing in the overtime period. Um, he doesn't get much ice time, and it's great for him to be rewarded. But it's fantastic to see we Max score the goal. And, and you know, he, he if you watch him in the play, he sort of he's he's he would have been the third man high as as the guys you know went down low. The puck went down low, but, but just towards the goal line. And then he just sort of floats into it where he is. <clears throat> Such a smart hockey player for somebody so young. Just he's not afraid. What is he? Five foot six, eight stone soaking wet. You know, <laughs> just front of the net, right in front of the goaltender, gets a flick off him and uh, ends up in the net. It doesn't matter how they go in, he's got he's never gonna forget that. And it's absolutely fantastic to get up that goal on the night that we left the trophy and the banners lowered for the Challenge Cup. Absolutely fantastic. It's As I say, it's something that he's never going to forget. I'm going to come to you just a second, Joel, but on that, I think it's just a perfect time to bring in the two post-game interviews that you did on the ice after the game against Sheffield with the lad and the dad, Rob and Max Stewart. Joined after that one by your man of the match and debut pro goal scorer, Max Stewart. Max, talk us through it. How did it feel after a long season on the ice for the Giants? Finally got that goal on a big night for the city. Oh yeah, it was just unbelievable. It's something I've dreamed about since I was a kid. So the feeling to get that first goal is just unbelievable. Yeah. Did you get a, a, a look or a talk or anything with your dad after you scored that? Uh, no, I just got a firm handshake. Uh, <laughs> a firm handshake. I'll not keep you from the trophy celebrations, but what does it mean to do it on a night when the Belfast Giants lift a league title that you were part of? Oh yeah, it's just incredible. It's I'm also hurt for it because winning the league probably a big achievement and then scoring the first goal is like also a huge achievement for me. So just congrats, Mike. Well done, man. Rob Stewart, uh, on a special night like tonight where the Giants lift the league trophy, I just have to get your reaction to, to young Mackenzie scoring his first pro goal. Well, obviously, you know, it's pretty exciting. Uh, standing on the bench, you're trying to watch the game, but you're always hoping, you know, your mind kind of drifts and you're thinking about it. Gotta be the day. It's gotta be the day for him, and uh, he's put a lot of hard work in. And um, you know, he's a pretty humble guy. And I, I think the way the way he scored it and the way it worked out, you can't write it. And uh, I think it's pretty special for for him and for our family. And you're right. You know, he has put the hard work in. We talked even on on the podcast this week about stepping into a league with kind of big guys, pro guys. You're not afraid to hurt you. And, it's, it must be the, the reward that he deserves for the year of work that he's put in. Yeah, I, you know, this year and the years past, I mean, you guys are pretty dedicated, they're very dedicated, and, uh, I, I, you know, play, a 17-year-old playing against men, um, it's a big step, and, uh, like, you know, me and Keeper, me and talk, he said, you know, he, he, he doesn't shy away, and he gets stuck in, and uh, I think it's been great. You know, this is an unbelievable year for him to come through like this, especially to, you know, score a goal the, the, the day we lift the trophy. Yeah. Congratulations, Steve. Well-deserved. Thank you. Certainly well-deserved and well done to Mac. Um, you know, Joel, you, you did those interviews and you could see from both 
Rob, the, the smile on Rob's face and, and the excitement right. in Mac, it was just wonderful to see. Well, an absolutely uh, wonderful moment on, on what was going to be already a memorable night for everybody in that arena. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you guys have known Stu a lot longer than I, but he's uh, he's quite a poker face, Rob Stewart. You know, old Golden Skates, he doesn't really... Uh, he doesn't really uh, let let the kind of emotion crack too often, um, but it was you could just see it in his eyes and in, in that smile how proud he was of Mac. Um, and I thought the the reaction from the bench on there was a couple of actually fan videos of the goal, and um, that showed Mac taking the, the the kind of fist bumps along the bench and, and just how delighted all of those other players were for Mac to, to score his debut goal. And you know, uh, one of you said it just earlier on in the show that you know you come into that kind of game with the, the championship tied up. It's a celebration. Um, the, the hockey's probably not the first thought on your mind, but Adam Keith gave us all kind of three reasons off the drop to care about that game and it was just wonderful to see uh, an all British starting lineup with those kids in their tail jerseys. You know, I, I, I go back to a fantastic tweet from from my good friend David McJimsey a couple of days ago, um, 15th of March 2001, uh, Belfast Giants score five past she- Sheffield, goal scorer number 16, Rob Stewart, and 15th of April 2022, the Belfast Giants score five past Sheffield, goal scorer Max Stewart. Um, and uh, yeah, tw- 21 years between those uh, and a couple of absolutely amazing photos. If you haven't seen that, check out Davy's Twitter. Um, but look, just that, uh, you know, the, the boys have already summed it up. Just a proud night. I think a proud night just for, for the Brits as well. Fitting that a game that started with an all-Brit lineup. Um, I think it's fantastic that Mark Garside got the first apple on Max goal. Um, he did really well to, 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 you know, push up and keep that puck on side and, and to play that in front of the crease. And, uh, and the Giants have done what they've done all year long. Great net front presence, going to the net and working hard and, and getting those greasy goals that, that make the difference between championships and uh and not championships 21 years between them davy unreal and it? it's, it's I, I actually thought i got me i got me really bit, old mate is what it was i got a little <laughs> bit excited <laughs> and i got a little bit ahead of myself because i thought it was the 15th of march and it, it was just too perfect it was too perfect and i texted Stu, i texted Stu and went you're not going to believe us mate here's you know 15th of march 2001 or whatever 15th of march 2022 exactly whatever 21 years apart because of sport against sheffield on the same night blah blah and then i went she can make shit me it's the 21st of april <laughs> or 15th of april or whatever but um yeah there's, you, there's, there's... you should have done 21 year ago photographs just you know split the screen <laughs> i haven't seen you in 21 years but you two have you had hair buddy uh, uh no we didn't David, oh, Joe, were you were you born twenty one years ago, Joe? <laughs> oh, no, I might have done actually. I might have done. Two thousand three. I was around. I was around. Have we been more salting, salting her? But sure, what can you it's, do? It's but, this photo. Um, I don't know if you can see it, but this no, this photo of uh, the photo of the kid. Uh, yeah, it's not going to. Check out Davy's Twitter for for Stu and Mac with the Monteith Bowl after that. That was 2012. I can tell by the yeah. Irish dancing ribbons on the trophy that Smallsy had to purloin the night we beat Sheffield for the title. I actually, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I think the year Theo won the league here, and we went to the Stalkers do in Le Mans. Um, <laughs> you can call it that, mate. I, I think Max Stewart was on our table in his mummy's tummy. I'm no, nearly sure she was expecting then, and. Um, I don't know whether those dates tie up or not. Says that would have been what 2006. What age is he now? 17. Yeah, that's no, probably yeah. probably wasn't there. Sounds like a lie, David. No, honestly, do well. <laughs> All right, then. Stu's Stu's date was expecting. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, Stu. Um, but um, um, yeah, I one other stat off Max goal. Max goal was the 500th all-time goal. For the Belfast Giants against the Sheffield Steelers, oh, so a little little feather in his cap for that one too. Always a little milestone to, to 
to like take off and say, you know, who got the 500th goal ever against the Sheffield State as well. It was Max Stewart. Anybody says will probably know. Pine, pine for the person who scored the first goal against the Sheffield Staters. I was the other day. Says, so don't really? I told you this the other day. We had Can this discussion. Out. I know, but I don't want to sound as if I told you the answer. I'm trying sure. to tell you. Doesn't matter. Use two guess. I know who it is. We have been. Kevin Real. No, it wasn't Kevin Real. <laughs> okay. Jeff Ode. I'll just go through the team. Jeff Corey Carlander. He's our goal. Sorry. Paxton Says who got it. I have no idea. It wasn't paying attention. <laughs> Goal oh, number one against the Sheffield Steelers <laughs> was in a 5-1, I think, home defeat, played at Coventry, Coventry. One of our first home games that we actually played on the road, scored by Jason Wright, his only ah, league goal of the season. Um, so there you go. Never got long, that. Long Never got that. Right. And on that, we move on to uh, Saturday's game, which is the final game of the uh, regular season. And that was against the Coventry Blaze. Darcy Murphy gets it to the blue line. A lovely pass across. He's nice steps in. Takes a shot. It's three. Screen in front. CJ Mott didn't know much about it. It's all about the pass to Griffin Reinhardt, though. Right onto the, the stick of Tom Knight. And he gets the chance back within one. Sammy Ruop sends it on goal. DJ Mott looked a bit bemused about that. Did it get a tip in front? Play by Jeff Bomb Boucher. Carter Hamill going to the net, tries to take her. Oh, what a nice little Tyler from Jordan Boucher. Tyler Mott dropped his knee. He even had me take from 150 feet away. Great goal for the Belfast Giants, Jordan Boucher. Turn the puck over, starting over, Darcy Murphy through the hole! Darcy Murphy! Great finish! Has a difficult, difficult season, it's great to see him get on the board again, it's 4-2! So Here comes Dog at night, 3 on 2 for Belfast, Cooper on the right, he's got Darcy Murphy on the left, bounces free for Dog at inside, and it's a goal! Mark Cooper gets his 31st of the season. A bobbling puck in the zone. Controlled by Cooper. And he puts it up high. Lovely pass out front. Soy! 
finishes off. What a wrist there on Carter Hommel. With a great pass out from the corner. Gets his first point as a Belfast Giant. Back to Max Stewart. Max Stewart controls. Get the chance there at the back door from Kieran Long. All the way around to Ben Lake again. Lake. Curran battle for it. Lake puts Curran to the ice. Puck breaks free for Lake. Lake into the zone. Goal! Lewis Hoyt takes a hit off the wall. A lovely pass into the high slot for Ben Lake. But Lewis Hoyt finishes it off. I don't know, somewhere in Finnicky that the Lynches are basically Karen and Jim Lynch. <laughs> Love this tune. Love this tune. The uh, yeah, 7-6 win for your Belfast Giants. Uh, the goals come from Cam Knight, Slater Doggett, Jordan Boucher, Darcy Murphy, Murphy, Mark Cooper, Tyler Soy with a with a with uh, an assist from Carter Hamill and that uh, Lewis Hook was the seventh and, and for the Coventry Blaze it was Chalk. Cavalti? 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 Halbert, Venus, Eichstad, and Givaldi again. Where do you get two? Seven six win for your Belfast Giants. Uh Kivalati. Kivalati, that'll do. Yanni Kivalati. Well, you, you go with it. Obviously, we were missing um we were missing uh, at least three significant players who seem to be having a great night in the SSE arena on uh on, on Saturday night. But uh the, the, the remaining players on the ice stepped up well and uh it was an entertaining game, I have to say, Joe. Surprisingly so, Paddy. Yeah, I mean, I, and I, I wasn't the first to say it. I think, uh, I think it was maybe Michael Owens or someone uh, who said on Twitter that you can put two hundred plus uh, elite league points and your entire top line in BC on the beers, and uh, and still beat the Coventry players. Uh, that's that's the mark of a championship team. Uh, yeah, the, the game sort of exploded into life. I mean, you, you had that two two first period, and then in the middle period, it got just unnecessarily wild. I mean, a lot of penalties. The Coventry players. Um, I know you have a take on this, Paddy. The Coventry Blaze seem to get real chippy and, and real kind of uh, physical with it. Um, quite unnecessary, to be honest, in, in what was it. I know they're playing for, for playoff seedings and whatever else, but quite an unnecessary uh, performance from them in what is a dead rubber whenever everyone mm-hmm. at the minute, you know, is turning their focus on to the playoffs and, and trying to get through to those playoff quarterfinals injury-free um, with everybody intact and everybody in the lineup ready to go. Um, I think we were, hopefully, I mean, I don't know 100%, but we were lucky to come through that with, with everybody uh, and maybe can, can maybe shed some more light on that. Hopefully everybody's okay and, and, and all right. You know, there was a, a suspension for Yanni Kivalati from that hit on, on Lewis Hook um, whenever he scored the, the game winner. Um, 
but yeah, again, you know the the, the Giants. Uh, you, you've you've got a, an arena there full of people. You, you've got a, a big crowd with the East here right, all weekend long, and uh, you, you can just tell that the Belfast Giants don't like losing games, even if they mean nothing. Um, and it was very very lovely to see. Um, but yeah, look, it, it was job done, and hopefully, hopefully, no uh, no la- lasting ill effects. Um, I think Jordan Boucher all weekend, by the way, was fantastic. You know, we, we've seen his hands and his feet uh, all, all all season long. We've seen his ability to to sort of enter the zone and, and get in front of goal. The end product maybe sometimes hasn't been there. You know, I, I made kind of light of it a few times across the season. That kind of uh, backhand drag across uh, into the slot and, and the, the kind of forehand or vice versa. Um, but but he scored a couple of peaches uh, this weekend and, and was was sort of a terror in the zone. It was really nice to see and also great to see Darcy Murphy scoring regardless of of the situation. You know, he's been through an awful lot this year. His struggles this year were probably unlike anything he's experienced in his pro career so far. And that he's just been trying to get himself back to the Darcy Murphy even he knows and, and the Darcy Murphy he can be. Um, so to see that kind of confidence build, especially as we come down the stretch towards playoffs, was uh, was special. Um, but yeah, look, look, job done. But uh, I, I didn't think much of the commentary blaze and, and sort of the, the nature of their performance throughout that game. It was a chippy performance. Uh, they got quite physical. I, as you said, you know, I, I was saying to, I think I sent you a message during the game say, saying that you know this is could be for them the first, or for us at least, the first of three games against them. And as it turned out to be, they did have another game on, on Sunday against Dundee. But it felt to me, says, as if they were sitting out a stall, sitting out a physical stall to say that, you know, this is the game we're going to play coming into the playoffs. Yeah, well, I mean... <laughs> When you're playing a full, well, basically you're playing three lines. You've got two 17-year-olds in your lineup who are not afraid to throw their bodies about, even though they're not that big. Um, and uh, and they didn't look out of place against a team of professionals who are only missing Matthew Thompson all season. <laughs> I don't think there's anything they're really afraid of right now. Playing a two-game um, back-to-back, home and away, and for a playoff marker, might be a different kettle of fish. I just don't know how it's going to turn out this weekend. But you know they came into the weekend. They, you know, there was a that that goal on um, for Hookie where he took the hit to the head. Yeah. Immediately, if you watch the play leading up to it, when Hookie Baker comes off the wall, he gets a two hand slash from David Clements, the referee. Tom Pryne's looking right at it. No call. Uh, you're talking about you know deliberately attempting to injure a player. If that's not a deliberate attempt to injure, then I have no idea what is. If you look back a little bit before that, before Sam Ruop left, by the way, Hookie never returned in the game. If you look back to the, the incident with Sam Ruop, he plays a man behind the net, finishes his check, comes out front, where which he should be. Again, two-hand slash right across the back against Sam Ruop. No call. It's bloody ridiculous. Like These guys are out there doing their best to, to play a professional sport. Yes, it's a physical sport, and I have no problem with guys getting stuck in. But don't be a card and come in behind where the guy can't see and two-hand you. And it, if Sam had a return, I would have like, totally expected him to knock the bag right out of Curran. Um, there's two games this weekend. That might happen. You never know. But, um, you know, it's. I, I thought that there was, there was a bit of a cardly play from Curran um, coming in and two hand them along the back. So, um, Hookie and Ruop are okay. Both on the ice this morning. Looking forward to the weekend. Um, Good to hear. You know, you've got, uh, when you've got your top line missing out, they've got 270 points this season or 270 plus points this season um, and they decide to to um, have a night off and go and enjoy themselves fair play to them uh, I know one of them sitting in the wings uh, listening into it and he can maybe tell us uh, I offered him a job on the 12th of July this year David he, he totally accepted that so <laughs> but, um, we, uh, we'll bring him in here in just a minute but again look, the bottom line is a win's a win we ended up top of the league with more points in, than, uh, 
than everybody else, and that's all that matters. It doesn't matter a damn what the rest of the league does throughout. The, it's it's all about winning games and <coughs> off the season strong with another two wins at the SSA Arena. David, your take? I go quick, Paddy, um, because obviously Con's waiting there. Um, I think the best thing to come out of Saturday night was I had the overs at six to four, so that, that was in <laughs> fairly early. So I was pretty pleased with that. That sort of Lucy Goosey first thirty minutes of game allowed us to stroke a few quid off the bookies. So that was good. Um, yeah. I think one one uh, if, if we go to Bush's uh, no Soisy's goal. Sorry, Soisy's goal. Uh, the D man goes to throw it up the the wall and it takes a funny bounce off one of the stanchions. And as it hits the ice, Carter Hamill's head's on a swivel. He's already got his head up and he's looking to see who's coming off the bench. He plays that lovely scene pass and Soisy comes into it and absolutely rips it home. So great great to see Carter getting his first uh, pro point. Great to see Soisy find the back of that because he can be clutch for us at times and, and has been at different times this season. It's good to see him hopefully warming up. The two-handed slash from Clemens, cardly act. She says, says lesser... I think he's talked on on commentary about Laker probably being pound for pound one of the toughest guys in the league. It's lucky he is. It's lucky he is that he could take that because, say, he's come in and done him from side and then just one second later, Hookie takes a hit to the head, which maybe Joel will talk about in, the, in other news. But, like... We came out of again, came out of again. We've, we've seen they came through unscathed. We've got a few bodies rested that um, they'll tell us in a minute whether they really wanted rested or not. They had a good night anyway, which is the main thing. Regular season over. We're hanging banners, boys, and that's all we've, we're trying to do. Hang banners, make memories, and you know, that's it's, it's been a good season. So, four I'm more sorry. games, hopefully, and could be, a, could be a great season. Yeah. The uh, the highlights from both games are available, of course, on YouTube from our good friends at Jans TV. Um, Right, let's go on to the fan agenda. He's waiting in the wings, uh, sponsored by, again, by our good friends at Belfast Giants TV. Uh, undoubtedly, one of my favourite players of the season, not just for his, uh, his goal-scoring press, his point-scoring press, but for the absolute S-housery that I really enjoy him. Uh, I think him screaming at the Nottingham Panthers on the 0.4 uh, <laughs> equaliser is probably one of my moments of the season. Uh, please welcome to your view from the bridge. Welcome back to your view from the bridge. You're number 10 for the Belfast Giants. That is, of course, Scott Conway. How are you doing, mate? Turn your phone Good, sideways. How are you guys doing? Turn sideways. Yep. Good. Good. So, yeah. how, first of all, how was your night on Saturday night? Uh, we had fun. Um, yeah, it's, it's different <laughs> not, not playing a game, you know. We're so used to playing those games, and um, we had some fun, that's for sure, and I think the crowd loved it. The uh, Obviously, great to see a banner being being hoisted or dropped, as it was in the uh, in the SSE arena over the weekend. You know, that's what you guys are here for. It's, it, it's even more enjoyable to see how much it, it meant to the fans. Yeah, um, we put in that hard work throughout the whole season and um, to get that Clark Cup, um, um, the Challenge Cup, sorry. Um, that was it's definitely a special moment to see that banner go up there. And um, at least we got to see it this year because usually um, down the road, um, when you win a Challenge Cup or uh, a, a banner, you don't really get to see it until the next year. So um, it's special to be a part of this team and um, everyone a part of this team gets to see that banner getting raised. So that's definitely a special moment. Collins, you'll, <clears throat> you'll have been well aware when, when you sign for Belfast, there's an expectation among the fan base. We're, we're, we're perennial challengers. We're always challenging and fans have an expectation. When you came in at the start of the season, did you come in with the expectation that we're going to grand slam here or we'll build into it and we'll see where we'll go, see how the locker room molds together and, you know, what sort of stage of the season did you just really look? Because I think we talked last week through the first maybe 10, 12 games, we're about 500. 
at what point in the season did you just really look at each other and go, we could do something special here? Yeah, I think just a little bit past that, um, maybe maybe like the 15th game in, personally. Um, yeah, we struggled at the beginning, but I think that we, for the most part, dominated those games. We just came up short. It's hockey. Like, um, you might dominate the game, and next thing you know, you're losing the, you, you lose the game. So um, I think uh, the first time we stepped on the ice, I knew we were a good team together. Um, whether we could gel on and off the ice as well as we did this year, um, I did not know, but um, we are gelling more than um, very, very, we're a very close team. And I think we've gelled, gelled the most that I've ever been on a team together with, uh, with everyone else. So, which is huge. And um, that definitely helps you win trophies and we've got two and we're going for three. We'll look back right to the start of the season. And, and, and I'm going to say it was very early October. We went to Cardiff and we actually had them twice quite early in the season in their place. And for me, I thought we dominated both games, probably, Certainly five out of the six periods. And, you know, and we've came out of Cardiff with no wins this season, but we've gone on and, and done the damage in other games. Was that a frustration for you is that you just couldn't get, as you say, you win some games or you lose some games that you deserve to win? Yeah. Um, you know, that might be might, might have been right around the time where I thought that I knew that we had it. Um, just because we played a top-end team, we knew that they were going to be a, a, uh, a top-three team in this league and um, maybe even possibly top-two. Um, at that time and uh yeah we uh we had a couple issues um on that trip with um flights getting delayed and whatnot and um so there was a little bit of uh challenges against us and um, we came ready to play that day or one of those games i think it was the first game and uh we came ready to play and we just fell up short but we knew we had it we had the uh, most amount of chances out of both teams and um, definitely the most amount of great A's. So we just fell short that game. Before handing over to Simon there, if you're watching live on Facebook or on YouTube and you've got any questions for Scott Conway, just type it into the chat and we'll, we'll ask him in a few minutes. Simon? Collins, talk us through your round of golf today at Malone. <laughs> <laughs> right under the bus. <laughs> uh, 73, not bad. So come out whenever you're ready. <laughs> Yeah, that's not bad at all, mate. I think I'll leave my club sitting in the shed for the meantime. Yeah, that's um, a personal best for me, yeah. Yeah, Davey, Davey touched on, um, you know, early in the season, like the, the Cardiff Devils. You faced them a couple of times, October, November. Um, I want to touch on the, the, the likes of, the, you know, the teams that we've always sort of struggled against, but I don't know if it's not getting up for games. The likes of a way that Dundee is always tough, a way to um, the Glasgow clan. Those games that were... You know that that they're nitty and gritty, and they they just need to get into, and and we, as I say, we've sort of we all we're always up for the big games. But what what is the mentality when you're going into Dundee? You're taking the ferry over Dundee. You're getting prepared for the game, whether it's a hotel or or a day trip. Is there a different mentality facing um at Omar Pasha team or a um Malcolm Cameron team compared to Alexa Sheffield? Yeah, I think so. Um, first off. That ferry and the bus ride um, is definitely definitely sucks compared to a nice plane ride in there. You get a nice rest and, and nap and pre-game meal. So um, you got you got to prepare a little bit differently than when you're going to an English team. Um, but also, I think that the Scottish teams they they're more of a hold holdy type of team. They um, the rest I feel like seem to let things go a little bit more up there. So you, you know you're going to be in one going going uh, those those two or three teams up there just because we know they box out hard, they play hard and they're, they're physical teams. So 
Um, yeah, I think the whole prep into it, just basically, um, you just got to prepare mentally that you're going to be, it's going to be a tough game. It's not going to be an easy walkover and um, you're going to get hit in those games. So um, you just got to be uh, mentally prepared for that. Take us into Sheffield last weekend, uh, the, the Saturday game, especially, you know, you're, it's all about the preparation. You, you, you've got, you know, obviously the, the way Adam's sorted your schedule this year and, um, you know, obviously trying to give you as much time off because as the season goes on, it's not about practicing. It's obviously about resting and getting prepared um, and getting ready to go in a game like the, the Saturday game in Sheffield. What was your build-up for that week and, and obviously getting ready for the face-off on the Saturday evening? Yeah, we do that with uh, uh, big games. Are you talking about the games where we won, we won the, uh, the league or yeah. last weekend? Yeah, the ones where we won the league. Yeah, the ones yeah. we won the league, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So that was massive. Um, Toast came into the locker room. I think the first, um, the first practice we had there. I think it was a. Um, he gave us a Monday off. We had the Tuesday, so we went in um, Tuesday well rested. And uh, he basically came in and told us, "Hey, we win these, win these games, and um, that's it. We won the whole league, and and this is what you come here to play for." Um, all those games added up all all the year uh, over the entire year is uh, it means nothing if you don't get these two wins. So. Um, we came out, um, we gave it our all, and um, we we prevailed in the end. But I think the practice, for, for the practice, um, we kind of ramped our way up and uh, pace. We knew the pace was going to be pretty high during those games. So um, we did the little things, what we needed to do in those games, such as getting pucks behind their D and uh, getting some good four checks going and making sure we have a net presence at all times. So um, we did that during the practices, and um, it, I think it showed a little bit during the games that um, the practices did pay off. Cons were obviously a Belfast Giants podcast first and foremost, but it would be remiss of us not to congratulate you, <clears throat> excuse me, on your selection to Pete Russell's GB uh, team for the Worlds this summer. Uh, you're obviously not thinking beyond the the task at hand, which is the the Giants kind of playoff campaign. Um, but uh, you know, three points in three games in, in those Olympic qualifiers, which I think were your your D- GB debut pre pandemic. You must be excited to head out to Finland this summer. Yeah, it's going to be awesome just to have a new experience. You're playing against the best players in the world, so. Um, it's definitely going to be an experience. Um, unfortunately, Kirk, you can't make it this year with uh, Great Britain because he's injured. So um, I'm going to have to try to step up as best I can and fill that role as best I can. So um, I'm kind of excited to, to play with uh, the players that I played with um, last year and uh, meet the new players on the team this year. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be fun. We talked uh, briefly just at, at the weekend, just about about the Giants fan base on, on the evening that you guys were arrested. Um, you know, you've obviously. Uh, you, you had a little bit of time in the coast and, and you've played uh, junior, whatever else. Um, you, you said just that the, the the experience for a player here coming here to try and win championships and the way that you're held by the fan base, the regard that they hold you in is kind of different to, to anything that you've experienced. Uh, talk talk to me a bit about that. You know, just what, what's it been like being pro in Belfast and, and just the, the difference, the, the kind of fan base and, and that relationship between player and fan. Yeah, definitely. Um, so when you're in the States, it's kind of... Um, there's a lot of interchange in your, in your team. You might get cut and traded and all that stuff. So whereas over here, you're with the team basically the whole year. Um, you basically build a little bit of um, basically relationships with some of the fans and stuff like that. Um, you see them day in and day out, chant your chant your name. And um, very cool, especially especially like a, um, a team like Belfast. They get a, they create their own chance for, for certain players <laughs> or if, if not all the players, right? So um they they definitely want to connect with the players off the ice as well as well as when we're on the ice and uh when 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 we had that that night off um the last game there and i went to the 
uh, boomerang corner and stuff like that. We, uh, yeah, everyone was coming up to us saying hi and getting everything signed. And it was, it's definitely it makes you feel great, you know, inside just to know that um, they care about you and uh, just as much as you care about those guys. So, uh, we've got a few questions that have come in live from the guys watching on. And but before we get to that, because I want to ask a question from a personal point of view, I've made it abundantly clear the some of the elements of your game that I really enjoy. But like that that aspect of it, that chippiness, that chirpiness, being in the faces, you know, after a goal being scored, shouting at them and giving them giving them a bit <laughs> back, is that something that you think is part of your game, or is that just a natural sort of emotion? You think, ah, up yours. <laughs> no. <laughs> <clears throat> Uh, I think it's definitely a part of me for sure. Um, I think mo uh, most of hockey is mental. Uh, if you have a mental edge on someone else, um, you have the edge throughout the whole game. So um, if, if you win a battle, I'm in that guy's ear. If I win a battle, I'm in that guy's ear the entire game, telling, letting them know that I'm right there and stuff like that. Next thing you know, if I win another battle, next, next thing you know, I'll be getting a slash in the back of the leg or cross-check in the back, and he's drawn, I'm just drawing a penalty. So... Um, Penalties are a big part of the game, and um, we did pretty well in the power play this year. And I think I uh, did a good job of um, getting guys wound up and getting guys in the box. Collins, it's, it's not just games. I hear you in practice. <laughs> <laughs> Kitsy, you, you know I, I'm one of the most competitive guys you probably have ever have ever met. So um, I think, yeah, I think uh, that that definitely helps with uh, me on the ice for sure. And uh, I'm not a, I'm not a loser. I like to win. So, and if I'm if I'm not if I am losing, I do my, all I can to make sure I win. So, yeah. Well, you're in the right place, mate. You've two from two this year. But it's again, it's certainly rubbing off from people around you. Jasmine obviously works with Steph and Edge, um, and uh, Steph is not afraid of a chirp or two as well. No, I I, I think she's getting it for me now. She uh, she didn't used to be like this, and all of a sudden when she uh, thinks I'm getting chirps all the time now when I'm cooking or when when I'm Going for a walk, how I'm walking, so I gotta make sure to give it back once now and again, though. When you, when, <laughs> when, when, when you live it, it becomes your life, mate. When you live it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, live the gimmick. And let's go to a couple of questions that have come in. Alan Brett has come in with chemistry of JJ and Goody has been fantastic all season. Do you think it's the best line you've played in? Um, definitely up there. Um, I would say either this line or um, one of my lines in college for sure. Um, my lines in college, both the guys are playing in the NHL right now. One's, one's uh, or AHL, NHL. One's in um, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh's organization, second honor, Casper Bjorkvist. And um, another guy, Brandon Duhame, is in uh, uh, playing for uh, Minnesota right now. So we had a definitely a connection um, when we were in college just because we played two or three years together. Um, there we grew, we grew as a line every year, and um, it was kind of unique in that, in that aspect. Whereas this year, it's a it's, – it's, it's a it's a pro level. You're, you're um, you get one year maybe, and then some guys move on and other guys stay. So um, for the most part, I think that as a pro level, this is definitely the best line I've been a part of. I think we click on the ice very well. We know where each other are the entire uh, the entire time we're on the ice together, and um, definitely helps when um, I know when they where they are and they haven't they know where I am. So um, and obviously it relates to um, the points as well. Was there any? I know the answer. I probably know the answer. Was there any uh, real battle between you and JJ with regards to the points and the goals? Did you have a bit of a back and forth? Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, I, I think coach stirred it up a little bit too, um, especially when uh, Valorant was in the the hunt there for a little bit, um, and then 
as soon as I hit that hundred point, I'm like, ah, I don't want to play that uh, that last game. So um, I just kind of said, hey, JJ, you can have it. He, he basically said, such a team he guy. He basically just, yeah, he basically just told me, hey, come if you're playing, I'm playing. So. Um, there was no way he was taking the night off and I was playing that game. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, we definitely, we definitely made a joke about it a couple of days, uh, that day of the game. I'm like, Hey coach, just send, just send JJ a text that tell him I'm in the lineup last second. Someone else pulled out. So, um, yeah, I was actually sitting with, I was actually sitting with Goody, uh, when it happened and, uh, it was, it was kind of funny as soon as he, uh, heard, he called Goody up right away and Goody like, I promise you he's not playing. I promise. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Robert Howes, any pregame rituals? Um, no, not really. Uh, basically, nap, shower, um, just take the same route to the rink every day. Uh, me and Sam leave it t- together um, same time every day. Um, get my sewer games in before the game and um, get a good stretch. But other than that, not really. Um, me and Soji have like a little shooting contest the first couple pucks that we get on the ice but that's that's really about it um, yeah not that superstitious uh, Rev, Chris Revel um, did your friendship for experience influence your decision to come to Belfast? Yeah I, I, I think so um, it was obviously between the big teams over here and um, I knew for a fact that um, <clears throat> Belfast had a good following um, when we played in the fr- friendship four over here, it was uh, it was fun experience. Um, obviously, you're in college then, and you didn't really get that leeway to go out and have have those nights on the town like we we can live in here. So, um, but I, I I knew that the fans and and uh, the people in Belfast were great people and um, loved the rink, loved loved uh, Kiefer just because I, pl- I played with him in uh, um, the GB team. So. Um, I kind of had a feel for what, what I was getting into. I also knew that a few guys on the team were coming um, here. So um, I know you got, a, got along very well with those guys. Um, so that did influence my uh, my decision too. Uh, one more from number one ice hockey fan. Uh, how does it feel when you scored that penalty in Sheffield? And you know, from a personal point of view, where did that stick go? It seemed to just vanish. <laughs> Hang on. Be- be- before you answer that, Collins, because I, I want to, flesh that question out a wee bit you, you did an interview pretty much straight after it might have been with Ellie or someone on ice and you talked about going back to the bench and talking to Kiefer and spotting something Stojanovic had done you know you'll have done your video analysis on the goalie you'll have you, you know you'll have, you'll have prepared well before you went but you just seen something in the first move against him you went back to the bench and you knew before you got on the ice what move you were going to make what sort of analysis did you go through in your head with coaching yourself on the bench yeah, well, to start, I usually don't like going first in a shootout. Um, I don't think a lot of the the higher score players do, just because you can see the tendency of the goalies and what they're trying to do on the shootout. So um, I like to go somewhat mid pack to last, and just if we need a goal, then put me in. But um, so uh, first move, we went forehand, backhand, and I didn't bring him over far enough. Um, I was trying to make him stretch all the way so I could bring it back and tuck it in the the post. And uh, I, I noticed that. Uh, as a couple of guys went, such as like JJ and Goody before me, um, uh, I think it was JJ or Laker, it might have been. Um, the goalie kind of sp- spread wide and stayed stayed low to the net, and his five hole was very big. Um, and then I saw that also when I came down. I should have took that five hole, but I already had the play in my head after after I reached a certain point. So um, I looked at Kiefer afterwards, and I and I basically said, "Hey, I got this." And uh, I told the guys on the bench I was going five hole and. Um, that, that, that 
he should probably close his legs a little bit quicker than he that he <laughs> that he has been doing. So <laughs> um, came down the left side and just yeah, shot it on the on the ice um, between his stick. Turned around and saw the bench coming at me, and I didn't know what to do. <laughs> I I, uh, I first had uh, the first celebration I had start um, in my head was uh, the the Patrick Kane heartbreaker. Um, so I was going to do that in center ice and, and shed myself at center ice, but I don't know where the, the bow and arrow came from. Um, I, didn't mind it. <laughs> I, I didn't mind it. Um, didn't I, hit it. Didn't uh, hit it. Uh, yeah, didn't mind it. And then all of a sudden I looked at the bench and everyone was freaking coming at me as fast as they could. So I just took my helmet off, shed it as quick as I could. I, I launched it, basically hit the ceiling in that, in that rink and, uh, <laughs> Um, lost, I, think I lost my glove in section 204. It came down and almost hit someone in the head as they're coming to rush me. But, uh, yeah, it was, uh, I basically tried to absorb the, the, the pressure of everyone coming in. So I tried to skate away from everyone at first. <laughs> it was brilliant. It was, it was the simultaneous gloves just gone. Yeah. They, they go up, but they just don't off. come down. Hold it's like, <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> I'll be fair. I'll be fair. I didn't actually see that celebration until about twenty minutes later because I think I was on the floor. So it was, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was one of those. Before we wrap up here, just obviously, you know, the league is done. The, the The banner will be raised. The cup is done. The banner's already up there. We've got Coventry this weekend, leading into hopefully a big weekend in Nottingham the following weekend. How How are you set? How are you looking? How are you guys feeling coming into this weekend? Yeah, rested, well rested. Um, the boys, like you said earlier, um, before I got on. Um, the guys took a couple bangs or are feeling fine. Um, they, they out skated today. So, um, we're buzzing out there in practice today. It was kind of a lighter skate tomorrow. We're going to ramp it up for sure. Um, Kiefer said it's going to be a hard, hard skate. So, um, get the legs going a little bit tomorrow, get the, get the, the pace going a little bit, um, for playoff mentality. And then, uh, just, just kind of work on systems and what we need to work on. Our power play has got to be clicking this weekend. Our PK has got to be clicking this weekend. Um, and it's a, it's the best of, it's a, basically one giant game so no matter if we lose that first game they're coming back to our place and we're good at our barn so um i have no question that we're going to win that game um if not the first game too so um as long as we bring it all um give everything we got like we usually do um i have no questions that we're gonna um not win that game well listen cons obviously you know, we're coming towards the end of the season so from us sort of view from the brace very a big thank you for everything and coming on you've been on a couple of times now and chatting to us after games and stuff so a big thank you from our perspective good luck this weekend good luck going into the following weekend hopefully and uh and hopefully we get that that third trophy and, and round out what is a fantastic season yeah yeah hasn't been done very often so let's try to get that done absolutely yes mate thanks, thanks very guys. much good luck thanks right, cons. cheers Paul. cheers Big thanks to, to Scott Conway. What a player he has been this season. I was, do you know what I was about to say? And we'll hope I was about to say, yeah, uh, no doubt we'll speak to you next season. But uh, that's a bit of a loaded comment. So uh, hopefully we get to speak to him <laughs> next season. Fingers what a fantastic crossed. season he's had for the Belfast Giants. Right. Um, and thanks to everybody who sent in questions and comments and stuff like that. That's brilliant. Uh, right. Let's go to a couple of interviews that, uh, that Mr. Kitchen got at training. First up, Tyler Brescarani and then Adam Keith. Bresco, he's had a week off um, after becoming uh, a late league champion for the second time. Um, good to get yourself refreshed and ready to go for the playoffs. Yeah, uh, you know, it was a good challenge. I think I talked to Keith before and he said, you know, all you have to do is win two games this weekend and you can have the weekend off. So, uh, always look forward to days off. And, uh, feeling refreshed and feeling ready to go now. You watched the boys at the weekend, obviously, uh, against Sheffield on Saturday, no, Friday night, and then Coventry on Saturday night. What was your 
thoughts on, from a coaching perspective? Yeah, for, uh, you know, I thought Friday was a little slower of a game, but I mean, it was to be expected with, uh, you know, both teams not really having, you know, a whole lot to play for, uh, but pride at that point. And so I thought the young guys stepped up and they all played well, Cal, uh, Carter, and uh, and Mac. And so uh, it was nice to see them get some, some nice time and get rewarded for the hard work that they had this year. And with GB and, and playing wherever they're playing, all, all 17 teams that they're on. And so, uh, no, it was it was good to see them get, uh, get rewarded for a good season. Playoffs, um, four games uh, over two weekends, and you have a chance to win another trophy. It's, uh, it's a nice card to dangle. It is, uh, and it's the one that slipped away from me last time. And so, uh, you know, I, I want this one this year, and, um, you know, we're going to do everything we can. I think the guys are ready. We have the team to do it. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a challenge. All, all, any team we face uh, with Coventry and the other two, whoever it may be, uh, you know they they're gonna come out strong and they they have something to play for again and I think most most of these teams you know they've been out of the race for a little while now for whether it's the Challenge Cup or the the, the league trophy and so uh, everybody's starting at zero again all the stats get erased and and you just gotta go out and win game by game and uh, hope hope that uh, you know luck and, luck and hard work comes your way. You're everybody's back on the ice today. Everybody's had a. If we say 10 days of, of relaxing, not so much hard practice, but, um, you know, enjoying themselves after becoming elite big champions. But, uh, today it looked like, anyway, uh, it's back to business. Yeah, it is. Uh, you know, I think it was good that we had that, that week to kind of celebrate a little bit as a team and, and, uh, enjoy ourselves and enjoy the, the celebration and not have to do it this week. And it may have been a tough weekend this upcoming weekend. So, uh, you know, we, it really worked out well for us. So, uh, everybody's back in back in form now and back to back to working hard. Cheers, Pesco. Right, Adam, it's back to work. Um, I know we have two games at the weekend and nothing really to play for uh, on a point scale side of things. I'll be with the championship being won the week before, but you must have been happy with the, the application from the players and and obviously picking up the four points is uh, is good at that stage of the season as well. Yeah, I think. Really, the points were a bonus. I think that I was just happy with the effort both nights um, from our group, knowing that uh, the job was done in terms of the league title. But uh, so a proud group in there, and they wanted to obviously win the home games for the big crowds both nights. Um, and obviously wanted to improve our, our points total in the season as well. So I was just happy with the whole effort over the weekend from everybody involved. I think we got some rest for some key guys. Um, and we also got some other guys, some, some big minutes that was only going to help with confidence. Uh, you, you brought the kids in um, on Friday and Saturday night. Uh, what, would you, what would you think of the, the way they applied themselves and, and put the effort in? Yeah, I, thought, I thought Friday, I thought they were good, solid. Um, we obviously had four lines dressed that night and they probably played a little less and, and were counted on a little less. Uh, I thought Saturday in particular, I thought they really stepped up. You know, we ate some, some very valuable minutes and we were rolling three lines right up until I think maybe the last three minutes of the game. Um, but they were both great. They were both impactful as well and, and were a big part of that win. Back to business, as in the uh, playoffs are kicking in this weekend. Aubrey Glaze uh, being confirmed as the opponent this weekend. It, we've had a lot of success against them this year, but this is this is uh, that's all forgot about. It's, it's it's all ready to go this weekend. Yeah, it's about turning the page today. It's a new season, right? Everybody starts at zero. 
Uh, Coventry is playing for their lives, they're playing for their season, you know, and there's other, there's eight other or seven other teams that haven't won a trophy this season, um, and everybody wants that playoff trophy. So we need to play with that same type of uh, desire, otherwise, it, you know, it can go the other way on us quick. Everybody ready to go today? Looks that way. Big thanks to Tyler Beskarani and uh, to Adam Keith and everybody watching YouTube. I don't know where Davey's gone. Just popped out. Uh, the uh, <laughs> sort of, uh, any news, Mr. Neil? Yeah, Paddy, I'll run through a couple of things quickly. As we mentioned there when uh, when Scott Conway was on, um, and that was, uh, I just tweeted actually and during the interviews there, uh, Con's talking through the shootout, the goal, and the celebrations is one of my season highlights on, on A View From The Bridge. That was uh, <laughs> pheno- phenomenal insight. Just great to, to hear that first-person perspective. Um, but Scott Conway has joined uh, Pete Russell's GB squad. Um, the, the organization named their 25-man squad for the IIHF World Championships in Finland coming up next month. Um, he's joined by Jackson Whistle, Lewis Hook, and Ben Lake from the Belfast Giants, um, and all but five players in that squad have played in the EIHL this season. Um, one addition which made waves today was Cade Nielsen, son of former Nottingham Panthers player and head coach Corey Nielsen. Um, Cade is 20 years old, playing with the Aberdeen Wings of the NAHL, and has committed to NCAA D1 program University of Alaska Fairbanks Nanooks for the 22-23 season. Um, and as Collins mentioned earlier, no Liam Kirk and no Brendan Connolly, who are out through injury. Uh, the term- tournament begins on the 13th of May, running through to the 29th, and in Group B, along with GB, will be Finland, the Czech Republic, Sweden, Latvia, Norway, Austria, and a little-known program known as the USA. Um, in Dops news, uh, we mentioned it earlier as well, uh, Yanni Kivalati was fined and suspended for one game uh, for an illegal check to the head on Lewis Hook as he scored Sunday's game winner in Belfast against Coventry. Uh, essentially, Dops says if Kivalati wants to deliver the hit that he hit or that he, that he made legally, he must take an angle of approach that hits through Hook's shoulder and core rather than one that cuts across the front of the body, making his head the main point of contact. And it did look fairly nasty when Hookie went down. Um, and as says, says glad, glad that Hookie's okay. That was Kivalati's first uh, suspension this season. Um, so he's not a a previous offender and he gets one game for that um so the playoffs with 270 regular season games in the books uh, we now look ahead to the the lineup for the premier sports playoff quarterfinals and um, the belfast giants are going to take on the coventry blaze the sheffield steelers against the dundee stars the cardiff devils take on the glasgow clan and the nottingham panthers against the guildford flames missing out this year are the manchester storm and the five flyers we'll have a look at the table in just a wee minute um, and it was also announced finally uh, that the, the playoff finals weekend have issued uh, day tickets uh, they went on sale on uh, Friday morning, the 15th of April. So Friday just passed. Uh, they're on sale at the Motor Point Arena website. Just check out the EIHL site and the news section if you want to get yours. Tickets are 55 quid plus 2.50 arena fees, and they can be purchased for either the Saturday, the semifinals day, or Sunday, that all-important third-place game uh, and the final. Um, there is no option to purchase for individual games. And, uh, and Davey's back. Good to see you. You love to see it, and uh, and that's your news. I don't know if you want to take a look at the, the final standings, Paddy. I'll do the stands in a minute. I what were the there was something I was going to mention there. It's actually, no, let's do stand nice because it popped out of my head. So it's, it's all live, kids. Let's do this. Uh, the standings, <laughs> of course, the uh, the Belfast Giants stand as champions. Sheffield Steelers in second, Cardiff and Nottingham in third and fourth. I think Nottingham was confirmed more or less last week. Um, and then there's a real battle in the bottom four for for uh, for seeding. Uh, Guildford getting that fifth seed. Glasgow, Dundee and Coventry went down to the wire with uh, with Dundee scoring in the dying seconds, more or less, to, so against Coventry 
to get that. Uh, oh, I was in that. Went the overtime, didn't it? And uh, Dundee took the uh, took the points that put them in seventh uh, and gives them a matchup against the Sheffield Steelers. Coventry, obviously, up against us. Going to put you boys on the spot here. I've got my little pad here. Gives your gives your final four, Davy. <laughs> Who's playing who again there? So Bel- Belfast, Belfast against Coventry. Let's so put Bel- that down as Bel- well. Belfast. Okay, so it's Davy. Davy's going for Belfast. Sheffield against Dundee. Come on, Patch. You go for stars. <laughs> I, I don't believe, uh, but I don't believe it in my heart. But it's in my belly. So come on, Patch. Davy's got the stars. Uh, Cardiff against Glasgow. Oh, clan all the way. Come on, clan. Clan. Yeah, okay. And we've got the Panthers against the Flames. I'll just start writing the Flames, mate. That's <laughs> yeah, don't even waste your time. <laughs> there you go. To be fair, they are the four that I had written down on, on Sunday. At the bit, of an upside, uh, bit of an upside down tilt that I understand that, you know, there's there's little chance that only one of the top four seeds go through, but hey, you can always hope. Simon, who are your four? You're muted. You're muted, Simon. You're a mute, mate. I'm still thinking. Um, Belfast, Dundee, Cardiff, and Guildford. Belfast, Dundee, Cardiff, and that would that would that would hit the league hard with ticket sales. I would think. Yeah, would hit them very hard. But I, I've just, I honestly, Dundee are capable of getting the result. They've won in Sheffield this year. They've beat Sheffield. I think it's twice. In Dundee, I think they're capable of getting a result. Mm, I think so. And the Panthers are brutal. Um, the you know the the Guildford Flames, I think they'll beat. Um, they're, they're, the Panthers are struggling. I know they're down on bodies. I'm pretty sure Tushin you missed out at the weekend. Uh, um, They've brought in the uh, brought in Downey from uh, from Manchester Storm to, for goalkeeping <laughs> to cover for for Carr. You know, like um, I can't say I wish them the best of luck because I don't. Um, but you know he's not a top end goalie. He, he's a good Brit, but he's not a top end goalie, and they need that. Um, unless they collapse around him at every opportunity, then I, I, I can't see. I think Guildford will win that over two legs. Joel, who you're for? Yeah, look, I'm, I'm probably going to say well, obviously uh, the Belfast Giants. Um, I, I just I think the Sheffield Steelers are going to be like a wounded animal this weekend. You know, second seed against seventh, and um, they, they've seen their their season fall away from them. Um, I think. It's going to be. I think they're going to be tight games. Actually, that Sheffield Dundee uh, mini series, but I think the Steelers are going through. Um, the Cardiff and Glasgow can't really call. Something tells me that Malkinpock <laughs> is going to prevail. Uh, so I'll say Giants, Steelers, Clan, and Flames. I, I just nobody's I, I, nobody's, got, nobody's letting given Nottingham the the, the nod here. Um, which obviously, with regards to the way the ticket sales are going for the weekend, would be a major problem for the uh, for the elite league. Should, uh, should not even if I did think sales. Nottingham were going to go through, it would not be worth the WhatsApp battering I would get from David Majemsey after the show tonight. So we for can't saying, say Nottingham. Nottingham yeah, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. Well done. Well done. You're learning. I'm. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm going Giants, Steelers, Devils, and Flames. Oofed. I think I think one, two, and three go through, but four do not. We'll see. Well, I'll have these stuck to this monitor all week, and we'll come back to them um, next week. Uh, right. So yes, the Belfast Giants will take on the Coventry Blaze in two games this weekend in the quarterfinals of the playoffs, Saturday, seven PM at the Sky Dome. That will be live on Blaze TV for Excuse those me, who man. will not be in attendance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
the, uh, Mark, Mark Mark Reed has put on live podcasts are great, but he's got a picture of what appears to be a trout. Mark, share with us what what is the picture? Tell what the picture is, so he doesn't have to strain his eyes. He's getting old. One uh, minute it was a big soft tail, but it's, it looks like it's got three wheels. There you go. Sorry. Those listening on uh, Apple Podcasts, there's a little picture in the corner if you're watching on YouTube. You're listening uh, to Bike Chat with Dave McKenzie. Uh, so, yeah, so Sky Dome, 7 p.m. on Saturday. If you're not making it there, uh, the Blaze TV with Ed and Stu will be covering the game. Two great lads for, for doing that. And then uh, Sunday, Belfast Giants' final game uh, at the SSE Arena this season against the Coventry Blaze in the second leg of the quarterfinals. Of the uh, of the playoffs, uh, four p.m. on Sunday. Get yourself down there. I think that you know, as, as and I can vouch this as wonderful as it is to watching Belfast Giants TV with the likes of says and and uh, you had Neil the coach Russell on last week. Um, yeah, good job, yeah. fantastic job, and uh, and then basically spent the rest of the day being wound up by Hitchy. But that's another story. Oh, that's another story. But here, Paddy, I, I, I know I don't usually do a sex in the show, and I'm not having putting getting people to put their rally pants and all, but what you're saying there, if you can get down to the SSE this weekend, yep. this will be the last chance you ever get to see this roster play together at the SSE. There's never been a 20 guys that came back this season. We've been here 22 years. It's never happened. It's not going to happen this season. Mm-hmm. Some of these guys will move on. Some of these guys will retire. Some of these guys will move within the league. Some of these guys will move without the league. This roster that has won the league and has won the Challenge Cup and has an opportunity to win the lot, this is going to be your last chance to say farewell, good luck at the playoffs, lads. Get down, fill the barn, help us get the Nottingham because they've, they've said it a whole lot of times this season. The extra man in the stands has been critical at times this season. Challenge Cup final, don't underestimate how important the crowd was. Taft talked about it in the in Neil Whiteside's documentary. So if you can get down, obviously if you can't, next best thing says on Jan's TV, but he'd say himself he'd rather that barn full than people sitting listening to him. Simon, you agree with that? Yeah, I should listen to me, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, no, look again. Debbie's just just touched on it. You know, it, we want to get as many people in as possible. Again, it's uh, you know, it, you've got to support the boys. You've got to send them off to Nottingham uh, the following week. You know, that with all the confidence in the world, and you're going to get a chance to see another banner being lowered. So um, it'll be there on the league championships banner being lowered on Sunday afternoon. So uh, you know, there you be there or be. Whatever other shit you want. Come on, you're 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 part of this organization. Why can we not just raise a banner? Yeah, please do it for also, me. Also, the yes. dropping the dropping of the banner last weekend was brilliant. Uh, <laughs> it was just to try and hold things out, and you know the suspense was. <laughs> it was the hand that um, came down to give it a good shake. That's <laughs> Neil, Neil, Neil did a brilliant job on the edit for the the highlights. To be fair, no, yeah. in fairness, I don't, I don't think it was. That good a job by Neil because the cameraman didn't get round it quick enough, so we sort of missed a wee bit at the start. But um, you might see a change in the banner that's that's there at the minute. The um, uh, there's a few wee changes being made, so it's uh, yeah, the banner will be coming down and uh, on Sunday, and that's going to look good. Fantastic. Well, that game is on Sunday at four p.m. The final game at the SSE Arena for this Elite League Championship winning Challenge Cup winning Belfast Giants on their way, hopefully, to winning a third trophy. Uh, they, but to do that, they have to get past the Coventry Blaze Sunday at 4pm. Any other business, boys? There you go, Davey. A Yamaha XVS 11, 1100 dragster trike. I knew that. I just didn't want to say yeah. 
they're not themselves. But uh, yeah, any other business, boys? No. Is that it? I have nothing. I have nothing really pressing. We're all uh, we're all done for that. Okay, in which case, then we'll start to wrap things up. Um, a big thank you to uh, Scott Conway for coming and joining us. Uh, a big thanks to um, Tyler Beskarwani, and of course to, to Adam Keefe for their time, and thanks to Simon for for sorting that out, and of course uh, and Davy sorting out the videos. A lot of people request. He had a bit of an influence last week, Davy, with regards to the banners that went up in the in the boomerang corner with the with the choice of music and uh, I, I, a few I, and a few requests this week as to what the music's being used. I. Um... Joel called me an influencer, which I'm I'm far from. Um, but it's good that people are liking the music. I was saying to Joel earlier, we're having a few technical issues with doing the talking over the videos. So while we're trying to get those gremlins sorted out, we're just doing the the highlights with a wee bit of music to them, just for long. May those gremlins continue. I think those are are class wee segments. I, I was if, uh, if, you, if you want to pick some tunes, Joel, throw them over to me, and I, I mix it. A... Yeah, didn't didn't know that that uh, classical metal one at the end there. I just uh, I, who, which classical composer was that? I just oh, maybe before my time. I don't know. No, they're awesome. They're absolutely fantastic. I must have watched that Jamie Webster one about 10, 15 times last week. It just really encapsulated the, the mood of it. I thought it was awesome. I, yeah. I would I would to keep those. They're class. Good stuff. Good stuff. So yeah, thanks to Davy and uh, and thanks for doing the the news, Joel. Um, like I say, the games this weekend, Saturday at seven PM, away to the Coventry Blaze, first leg of the quarter final, and then back to the SSA Arena. Get yourself down there for the final home game of the season, Sunday at four PM at the SSE Arena, uh, and you catch that if you can't on Giants TV. Um, and that's it. Uh, bit of a different ending to the show this week uh first of all wherever you are this weekend we hope you enjoy your hockey we'll catch you here next time on a view from the bridge but however um we, we end on a bit of a sad note that uh one of our own um uh, alistair duncan sadly died uh suddenly in hospital just a few days ago uh, a belfast giants fan through and through um he's uh his wife samantha uh misses him dearly no doubt and uh, we are uh, our condolences go out to Samantha and to Alfie and to Riley on, on his passing. And uh, we end the show by dedicating this show in his memory. See you next week. Podcast Network.